Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. When children love learning, they can tackle any challenge life throws at them. Sylvan's insight assessment can help you determine if your child is ready for what's ahead. It can also identify gaps in learning and point out areas that could be of concern for your child so they can tackle what's to come. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. What is going on, everybody? Welcome. Welcome, everybody, into the Overreaction Buffalo Sports Show brought to you by the Market Dominator on the Buffalo Rumblings Vidcast Network. My name is Joe Miller. You can find me on Twitter at Joe Miller Wired. Do me a favor, jump over there. Please, uh, what's the word? I guess follow. Also, uh, follow the Overreaction Buff handle as well, which is being awesomely run and managed by... Uh, Savage Trish, uh, follow that one so you don't miss a moment or a minute or a second of content from myself or from the overreaction team. Uh, but it is good to have every one of you. Please like, please subscribe, whatever platform you are consuming this either vidcast or podcast on. Uh, if you have the opportunity or ability to leave a review in regards to how much you either like or dislike this show, I would encourage you to do so. Uh, keep in mind as well, this is the re- a recording of a podcast live currently on YouTube, live currently on Twitter, and live currently on Facebook. Uh, if I am not paying attention to you in the comments section, please know that that does not mean that I don't like you. It just means that I've got some notes that I need to get through, and today's notes are going to be, I don't even know what to tell you. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> but if you want to get my attention, please jump over. Please super chat me on YouTube. It'll come up colored. I'll be able to see it. Uh, it'll be great, and uh, I'll be able to read it. And I will respond to you. But uh, as I like to always say, whether this podcast finds you around a cup of coffee this morning early at the gym with your AirPods in currently on the drive to work or watching me live right now, let me just say one more time. Welcome. It's super good to have you on this Victory Monday, a Victory Monday that doesn't probably necessarily feel much like a Victory Monday, but a Victory Monday nonetheless. However, before we have a brief chat this morning, for this show, let's hear from our show sponsor, John Spascheck, the Market Dominator. Oh, oh, hello, hello out there, Bills Mafia. This is John Spascheck, Associate Real Estate Broker with Metro Roberts Realty, also the leader of the Market Dominators Real Estate Team, where we seek to educate, advocate, negotiate, and dominate. I am also the proud sponsor of the Overreaction Sports Podcast by my good friend, Joe Miller, better known as The Voice. Folks, if you are looking to try to navigate this real estate market, you better have somebody representing you who's a winner. And folks, we at the Market Dominators team are ranked in the top, in fact, less than the top 1% of all realtors in Western New York. You know why? Because we use the latest cutting edge technology 
and strategies to help you win in this market. So if you're looking to win by either buying a house or selling a home, you're gonna wanna reach out to us directly just the way our good friend Joe Miller did when he was looking. Call directly at 716-570-3298 and we will be happy to answer your call and help you navigate in a winning strategy in this real estate market. So we wanna wish everyone in Bill's Mafia a happy, safe, and successful week. And one more thing, go Bills. Go Bills, that is John Spaz. Check the market dominator. Please please give John a call, 716-570-3298. Also, real quick, a uh, very good friend of mine, very good friend of John's, uh, was a sponsor of the Off Tackle with John Fina show last year from House Capital, Brian Belser. Uh, who is my mortgage broker uh, and has actually done a couple different mortgages for me, uh, is in the hospital and not doing well. There is a GoFundMe going around, uh, both on Facebook, Twitter. I think it might be on Instagram as well. If you have the opportunity and the ability uh, to help that situation just because it's it's not great and he's struggling and, yeah, all that stuff, I don't want to get too deep into it, but uh, if you have the ability and you've got a generous heart, if you can find that, whether it's on my Facebook page, I think it's on my Twitter page as well, buried somewhere, or John Spaz checks, please, uh, please, please help out where and if you can. Uh, let's uh, let's talk about this for a couple minutes, and uh, I'm going to do my best to get through this as quickly as I can, especially with the understanding that um, I have a whole bunch of uh, tweets to read. Uh, the mafia is all up in their feelings after this show, which is good. That means that we're probably all, relatively speaking, on the same page. Uh, this game was something, but regardless, it is a victory Monday. And I do want to say one more time, happy, happy victory Monday to you. It doesn't feel like victory Monday, as I said, um, you know, and it's interesting because I feel like had the bills won last week against the Jaguars in London, a game that I was at the low point of my London vacation or my, my European vacation, if the bills had won that game. I feel like we would feel better about this game, right? So even if, even if the Bills had snuck out a one, a win, a one, a one snuck out a win last week, so the, the game played itself exactly the way that it did. However, the Bills figured out a way in the last two, three minutes of that game last week to pull that victory out. Uh, I feel like this week's win would feel different. We would be chalking it up as jet lag. We'd be chalking it up as well. They were in Europe last week. And the reality is, is I think we can still probably land somewhat in that space. And you're seeing uh, people all over social media, whether it's Jeremiah, you know, Jeremiah Poyer, Jordan's brother, and just different people, you know, a win is a win at the end of the year. And I've said it, I've said it on this show a hundred times. Like it, they don't, they don't, they don't go back at the end of the season when they're trying to put the playoff seedings together and be like, well, you guys, you know, you only beat the giants. Like you guys barely beat them. They they were on the one yard line and an untimed down and blah, 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 blah. And the win is all that matters. The dub is big dubs, right? So it is victory Monday. So I want to set the show up effectively by saying that first we, you know, this is a good week for us. Like the, the bills won. We, we are doing the best that we can to, uh, you know, to keep pace with the dolphins. Um, but it, at the end of the day, it just doesn't feel for, I think it's, it's, it's the way that game looked. And I was at the game and, you know, obviously the mafia was there and you know, the probably all of you, if not the majority of you watched it on television. So I know that we all are feeling similar. So I'm going to go through some stuff. Uh, I am not a professional football player. I'm not a coach. Never have been. 
I understand and realize that the way that I see things and the way that you see things may be different. I understand and realize the way that I see things and you see things may be similar and may be different from what football professionals might think or people that work in the football industry is the football is football and industry coaching, assistant coaching, former players, yada, yada, even family members. Right. I, I, I would probably be remiss to, to, to think for a second that, the son or the daughter or the brother or whatever, somebody close to a professional football player or a former professional football player somehow doesn't know a little bit more about the game than I do just because they have the audience or they are, you know, they have the opportunity to be next to, um, you know, a former player, which I'll be honest with you, I've got a little bit of a thing in my notes here to talk about just in respect to that. But I just feel like we would, we I feel like we would feel better about this game had the Bills won last week. We'd be able to chalk it up easier to, jet lag travel all that stuff but here we are josh allen and the, and the three and two buffalo bills welcomed in the one and four new york football giants into orchard park for a sunday night primetime contest uh and it was a perfect night for football it was gorgeous out mid 40s uh the rain had stopped i actually hung out in my truck i got to the parking lot i, par- I parked my truck at what it was about 2 <laughs> 30 because i'm an old man and i'm always worried about parking now with the new stadium going in and the mud lot being bought by the bills and uh, last year, parking was a nightmare, so I feel like the whole situation with the new stadium, in a good way, has exacerbated that situation. So, like, I'm, I'm worried about things that old men worry about, like getting to the stadium and parking. So I got the I got to the parking lot I wanted to park in at about two thirty, and it was raining. So I threw Red Zone Channel on my phone and fell asleep, <laughs> which is a little bit of jet lag still kind of looming uh, when you consider that I got home on Friday, and you know. I'm feeling it at times. So people ask me this weekend a lot, like, how are you feeling? How are you feeling? I was jet lag. And, and I'm like, I'm actually doing pretty good. It just kind of hits me in waves, which is kind of weird. So I'm not like in the gutter all the time. I'm just kind of like, oh, it's time to close my eyes for about 15 minutes. But uh, yeah, I fell asleep in my truck a little bit and then headed over to uh, to uh, the tailgates and stuff like that. Hung out with my buddy Rich, hung out at the Bills Mafia house uh, for a while. It was a great time. The tailgate stuff was great, but the, the weather was perfect. The rain stopped. The air was crisp. Uh, very little wind. The lights were on in the stadium. It's fall and it's football. It's everything that we love. Like it, it, you could not have set the scene better in my opinion. Uh, you know, but the bills in this situation, as we already know, go on to quite literally escape, right? They escape this, this game with a win on somewhat of a controversial play as the giants failed to put the ball in the end zone from the bills. One yard line on an untimed down due to a pass interference call on the previous play, the last play of the actual timed game. And there's a lot of stuff going on social media right now, just as far as, you know, was it, you know, did did uh, Taron Johnson, was it interference and yada, yada. And I know that I haven't watched the game back. Chris Collinsworth actually like broke down the play of the point where it's a problem. And, you know, Taron Johnson holding on and he's got his arm kind of gripped a little bit. And there's an aspect to this that number one, I don't even care. The amount of, non-calls, no calls, picked up flags, things that happen in this league and have, have have happened against the Buffalo Bills even recently, recent history. You know, I don't give a crap. Calls get missed, and that's fine. There was an aspect I saw one person say that they felt that maybe the refs didn't want to call back-to-back pass interference calls. Maybe, just maybe, the ref saw or the 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 line judge or the, the back judge saw that Darren Waller had his hand in the face mask of Taron Johnson. Maybe that's why he didn't throw the flag. And that's one part of this that isn't really getting talked about a whole lot. But a little bit of a controversy as far as the game ending, the way that it ended. But it kept us all basically 
on the edges of our seats. McKenna was at the game with me last night, and she basically, when it was over, was like, I'm shaking, Dad. I'm shaking. Like She's like, I'm so nervous. And I wasn't necessarily shaking. I was just sitting there going, this is so billsy. <laughs> this is just, but, yep, here we go. Like, How many times have we seen this situation and the Bills fail to come away? This situation against a team that's down with injuries and depleted, playing a backup quarterback, in our stadium, blah, 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 blah. And the way the whole thing worked out and we come out on the wrong side of that. So I was literally preparing myself for this show to have a more not fun conversation than the semi not fun conversation, but it's still a fun conversation because it's victory Monday. And by the end of this show, I hope that we all, me especially feel a little bit better about what we watched about what happened in this game. Uh, But uh, the bills did escape with a win, which is great. Um, you know, who gives a crap about uh, whether it was a missed call or the, the, the back judge just felt like it wasn't a call worthy of throwing a flag on. It is what it is. We're here. We got the dub. The Buffalo Bills are sitting at four and two, uh, again, keeping pace with the Miami Dolphins. Uh, you know, I had a lot of like low key anticipation for this game, uh, as the Giants roster is loaded with former Bills players, you know, Tyrod Taylor, Matt Breida, Isaiah Hodgins, Boogie Basham, just to name a few, you know, you've got Brian Dable. You know, who, who, you know, former uh, offensive coordinator for the Buffalo Bills that's a Buffalo native. Uh, Brian Dable actually had a lot of criticism. There, there's a lot of similar mirrored criticism between Brian Dable at times as a Buffalo Bills offensive coordinator and Ken Dorsey. There's a lot of similar, like, hey, I remember when we said these things about Brian. I remember when we said this or that or lack of rhythm or no feel for the game about Brian. I remember when we said, why are we trying to force the run? Yada, yada, yada. We said that about Brian. Like there's a lot of similarities as far as that goes, but Brian is, you know, Dave, Dave's is, is beloved in this town at this point in time. We give him a lot of credit, which he deserves for a lot of the development of Josh Allen. Um, so I had a lot of anticipation. Joe Shane is obviously over there. You know, my guy, uh, again, Isaiah Hodgins, as I said, is over there. Um, it was, I, when the schedule came out and they were coming to Buffalo, and it was a primetime game. I was super, super right, excited kind of just about this game. And then the season happens, and the Giants turn out to be not as good as maybe what we thought, you know, sitting at one and four. Last year, they looked to be a team on the rise. They made the playoffs uh, in Dable's first year there. They were just playing outside of themselves and playing out of their minds at times. Isaiah Hodgins was making a name for himself. We come through the entire, like, off season, and, like, he's almost the poster boy for that football team. And last night basically struggled to get on the field like there was an aspect of he just wasn't in a lot of their their player packages and personnel packages which i expected to see more of him just because right returning home or returning back here uh and they stole him off of our roster when the bills waived him to put him back on the practice squad uh but you know that's a giant team that's currently missing daniel jones missing is a fun word they just got saquon barkley back who had missed the last three games with an ankle injury um, so it was, it was set up to be an interesting football game, but a game that you felt going in the Buffalo bills would have no trouble winning. I think there were 15 point favorites, you know, and the guy sitting next to me at the stadium was like, Oh, the bills are 15 point favorites. I was like, yeah, they should win by 21, right? Three possessions, at least, uh, that we should win this game, you know? And when you look at from an urgency standpoint, when you look at the things that the bills had kind of coming into this game, coming off of last week, uh, Stefan Diggs being the first guy saying we don't really have any urgency. They're, they're, this team at times lacks urgency or in that game, at least last week, lacked urgency on offense. You expected the Bills to come out and be 
you know, a little bit faster. And it's weird because we've been spoiled as Bills fans. As Bills Mafia, we have been spoiled in as much as we see and have seen since Josh Allen kind of put himself in that upper echelon of quarterbacks in 2020. And to be fair, we saw some of it in 2019 as well. We've seen him make brilliant plays. We've seen him make brilliant throws. We've seen him have brilliant runs. We've seen him put this team on his back and effectively be the engine and be Superman. And and I have criticized Josh Allen for being Superman too much sometimes, even this year. That was coming off the Jets game. Maybe it's not a great idea to put everything in Josh Allen's hands and let Josh go be Josh. But as they, as they kind of dial back and dial down what they want Josh Allen to do, and this is literally not in my notes, I'm just vamping right now and kind of like off script, it feels like keeping him from running, uh, trying to establish a, a power run game, trying to do all of these things that are almost the opposite of what Josh Allen is, who this offense has been for the last four years-ish, it just feels very strange. It's almost like at times they're trying to turn Josh into a game manager. And it looked like that last week. It looked like that this week. And as much as going back to what I was saying, that we want this team or we feel like this team needs to start fast. I don't know that I need them to come out and have three touchdown drives or three scoring drives in the first three drives of a football game. I'm okay at times with a three and out or a stalled drive on the first drive or just having a little bit of like trying to figure it out, drive one, drive two. That's not a problem for me. Like this is football. Like there's a defense they're playing. There's They're not giving the entire field away. It just, something just seems weird. It just seems amiss. Even the take what the defense is going to give you stuff wasn't really being taken in this football game. It just... Things just look weird. So I I expected a more I, I expected more of a sense of urgency from this offense. Excuse me. Especially going again, going back through all the stuff that we'd heard this team talk about and what we had seen. Like we need to come out and put our foot in the gas. That's that's just what I expected to see. Right? The Bills are no longer first place of AFC, of the AFC East. Uh, they, they absolutely cannot drop another game and be two games behind the Dolphins at this point in the season. We're not at the, you know, this isn't week two, right? So we are into the season at this point. We're about a third of the way through. They just can't afford to go two, day, two games down. So when you've got a, a weak, battered opponent that's not playing well in your house in prime time in front of your crowd coming off of a bad loss, there's an aspect of you just, we, I, we, I, I expected expected them to come in and curb stomp these guys early in the season. It looked to be a fun game. That wasn't a fun game. And and even with some early success in this game, some relative early success, Josh was hitting Gabe Davis. He was getting the ball to Stefan Diggs, And then it it just kind of took an odd turn to where it was like, all of a sudden, what was some early success, even though there was some punting going on here and there, it, it turned into like forcing the football right to Stefan Diggs. And, and I know Josh in his press conference said that, well, Steph was open. He was the open guy. Great. Throw the ball to Steph if he's the open guy. But 12 targets and Steph, I think he had six, six receptions on the 12 targets early in this game. 
So I don't know if the Bills saw something or if there was a matchup there that they wanted to exploit, but it's odd to me that that defense versus Josh Allen, Stephon Diggs, all world players, didn't have more success than they should have or could have or we would have expected to have in that situation. But this game, I mean, it was just more weirdness, right? It was just, it was just three quarters last week, three and a half quarters last week of a lot of just offensive. What is going on? And then, and then they come into this game and it's three quarters of the same thing. The Bills were held scoreless through the entire first half of a football game against a team that doesn't exactly, you know, thump its chest about having the Jets defense or the 49ers defense or, you know, the Cleveland Browns defense. There's some great defenses out there. I mean, there's, Weird. I don't know what to say other than it was just weird. It was, we won the game. Yes, that's the most important thing. And that, and when this show ends and I begin to listen to Good Morning Football and the other content creators that I like to consume, Joe Marino's podcast and, you know, the, all the guys on Buffalo Rumblings and just all the people that I listen to, you know, the win is the most important thing, but there's an addressing of sorts that I think needs to happen. Two weeks ago on the last show that I did before going to Europe after the Dolphins game, I said the story of the game for me was the story of kind of like the season so far is that the Buffalo Bills were beginning to find themselves. They were, they were discovering an identity, an identity that was somewhat complementary run game to pass game, whereas the Bills have always been very pass heavy. And there's been a lot of debate and there's been a lot of conversation between content creators, myself, Greg Thompson, just different people, not anything bad, just about like, you know, establishing the ground game doesn't necessarily mean being run centric. And I want to be a pass first team. You've got Josh Allen on your football team. You've got to be pass first. Me and Jay Spencer had this conversation. However, that doesn't mean that you should never run the ball. You've got to run the football and you've got to run it effectively and efficiently, which the Bills in 2020, 2021, right? Yada, yada, even last year struggled to do. But there's a weird setup right now where it looks like they're trying to you know, be a run-first team or at least a more balanced football team run to pass. And I just don't know that that DNA works for this team. When, when the run's working, great. But when you're constantly forcing the run and forcing the run and forcing the run, it, it, it's going to be an interesting week to have conversations about this until we can get this game out of our mouths the taste of this game because the identity that I felt like we were seeing as this team was learning who they were, discovering who they were, has just gotten, it's just the last two weeks make you feel like they have no clue who they want to be. That or the coaching staff is trying to push them down a road or push them into something different every week. So there was a caller on WGR, the post-game show, on Nate Geary's post-game show yesterday that actually said something really, really well or good, which was that, like, defensively, we force our – we impose our will on people. I believe it was a post-game show, post, the post-game show. Or it was Jay Spence the King. I'm getting confused. Um, regardless, the point was is, like, we impose – it was Jay Spence. We, we, we impose our will – defensively on teams like as much as I have given 
negative criticism about the fact that we don't come out of who we are defensively. The reality is the Bills are committed to being who they are defensively. This is who we are. Beat us. More times than not, it works. It's it's the frustrating thing when it's like clearly not working that they don't adjust. Offensively, though, week to week, it's there, there's an aspect of like, who are we trying to be today? Who do we want to be today? And sometimes it just gets a little weird. And the last two weeks, it's been weird. There's been no urgency on offense until late or until they need it, which thank God this team can jump into like excellent execution, urgency, and rhythm when they like at the snap of a finger, which they've they've been able to do that for years with Josh Allen. I've been the guy that said as much as I don't want them to run the no huddle, I prefer them in more of a like a hurry up in a in a in a in a, in a very quick rhythm offense, upbeat, up tempo offense, because Josh literally excels in that type of a game. It just, it's just from what we've seen offensively from this team, Dable, now Dorsey, Josh Allen through it all, Stefan Diggs through the majority of it. What has been an offensive pain in the ass for teams to deal with defensively They've just been on the struggle bus, and it seems like they're 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 trying to redefine who they want to be. And as much as I felt like they were they were figuring that out a couple weeks ago, they seem to be off the rails a little bit and kind of maybe need to correct and come back to center. Strange. And I and I and I know that people want to excuse it away. Like there, I, I've seen it already. I know I, I've done this long enough to kind of know the feeling that I'm going to get from the mafia. You know, well, Brian Dable knows this football team and he knew exactly what you know the Bills were going to want to do and how to shut them down. Listen, this offense looks nothing like it did when Brian Dable was running it. There, you're, you, you are not going to set up two games or watch a Brian Dable game and watch a Ken Dorsey game and be like, these offenses are identical. They're not. They're not even close. And as much as Brian Dable is a offensive coordinator in the NFL and I don't want to say genius, but good at his job, if it was so just that simple for him to be able to like pick apart and pull apart like a team and like shut them down, every offensive coordinator head coach would do that. Every defensive coordinator head coach would do that. They would just know how to like dismantle teams, but that's not how this game works. So I think you could expect it to be a little closer than 15 points, what the spread was, or closer than an expected three possession win, 21 points, is what, which is what I expected. Six to nothing at halftime with the Bills not scoring any points and basically not being able to execute anything is not what you're expecting. The Giants' defense is not that good. Brian Dable is, doesn't know the team that well, and he's not that good either. But at the end of the day, you know, those guys over there get paid, right? Those guys over there get paid. And I know, I know that it's, I'm almost done with this, by the way, this segment. I know that it's Victory Monday. And I'm aware that it's hard to win in the NFL. We talked a little bit about this, I think, at the top of the show. And I've said it about seven times. Those guys over there get paid. But you know what? The guys over here get paid too. And I'm done kind of with the tipping of the hat. They had a good game plan. They did some things. There was an aspect of like the Bills kryptonite offensively we've been told over the last year and a half was that, you know, teams are running a cover two shell against the Bills. The Giants didn't do a lot of that last night. They did some of it. There's a couple single high safety looks and the Bills ran the football. Are we not 
audibling out of things when we get a good look or get a look that we want anymore? Are we not doing that anymore? Again, I'm not a football expert. These are questions that I plan to ask guys like John Fina. These are questions questions that I plan to ask Jerry Ostrowski. These are things that I'm going to wait to hear from, from the guys and the girls that know football better than I do. We've just see, it just seems like we've had a lot of, not a lot of, in the last couple of weeks, we've had some unprepared, kind of undisciplined offense. Just, again, no urgency. And I'm, I'm crashing down on them pretty hard, and I'm getting close to being done. There's just an aspect of, like, do you have full confidence that this is an offense that you can trust right now? I was texting Jay Spence before the game yesterday, and I just feel like, not I feel like, I know. There have been shows for years where I've been on with Jay Spence and the likes of different people and been like, if it's third and 17, if it's third and 15, if it's third down, if it's third and 22, I believe with every ounce of my being that Josh Allen is going to drop back, throw the football to an open receiver and complete a pass and convert third and long. I would be hard-pressed to tell you that if it's third and eight or third and nine, I'm confident the Bills are going to convert right now the creativity and the route running just isn't there the guys aren't open josh has been a little bit off and that brings me to another point real quick so last week i put out there during the football game or i should say after that like josh was off the mark against the jags game or against against the jaguars and i got flamed on twitter people like immediately assumed that i was blaming the entire football game on josh the entire loss even though I said injuries and coaching aside, meaning the injuries were bad, the coaching was not good. All of the things that go into the preparedness of that game was not great. However, let's not escape or remove the fact that Josh Allen was not accurate in that game against the Jaguars. That doesn't mean that he was missing players. Oh, but Joe, his completion percentage was blah, 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 blah. Yeah, that's great. But there's a difference between putting the ball in a window where the receiver can get the football and then do something after versus having to athletically overperform to catch a football, get tackled immediately, the ball in front of him, the ball behind him, the ball over his head. All I was saying is that Josh just seemed off the mark a little bit, got flamed for it. I still love Josh Allen. Josh Allen is still my favorite football player on this football team, just like yours. But there was an aspect even in this football game, Josh just didn't seem necessarily as sharp as we've seen Josh look in the past. You're talking about the guy that has set the bar for this offense for the last several years. And, and, and maybe I'm asking too much to look for the amount of consistency that we see from a guy like Pat Mahomes, who I know has been struggling recently, but consistency when you think of Peyton Manning and you think of Aaron Rodgers and these guys who's the echelon that we put Josh, Josh Allen into there's just a level of game-in, game-out consistency that I'm looking for that I just feel like we've kind of lost a little bit. Doesn't mean it won't come back. Doesn't mean that they're not going to go through hills and valleys. It doesn't mean that they're not trying to figure some stuff out right now. I just wish they would figure it out a little bit faster. Sorry. And I think that it gets compounded by the play calling. There's just a, There's times when the offense seems like it's on the struggle bus and the play calls make zero sense. Getting back to what I said about just former players and people close to former players knowing more about football, Thurman Thomas's son, Thurman Jr., literally tweeted last night, I'm done with the, the inside delay handoff. Stop running that play. And Thurman Thomas retweeted it and said, right there with you, son. 
So if Thurman Thomas is telling you on social media that the Bills need to stop running that play, the Bills probably should stop running that play. John Fina and Jerry Ostrowski, I believe, have talked about the fact that like this, 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 whatever shotgun pitch out to the side thing doesn't work. It's never worked in the NFL. And Dorsey is calling it. He didn't call it much last night, but he's been this year. He's called it over and over and over again. Third and inches, and the Bills are in shotgun. It's like if Josh Allen is doing a draw in that situation, if Josh Allen is going to get the snap, take the ball, and take off, like let's do that every like every third and inches. I'm down with that. Every third and one, every third and two, every third and you know short, whatever. But third and inches, and you're handing the ball off. It, it, it just hasn't worked. There's just an aspect of compounding the issue that this offense is having by the play calling. So there's a there's a stew of problems, right? A stew. This team, I think what it comes down to is this team is just better than the product that we're seeing. And we know it. And I think that's what frustrates us. And I think that's okay. I'm not calling for anybody to be fired. I'm not calling for anybody to be benched. I'm not calling for trades. I'm not saying that somebody needs to be disciplined. I'm just saying this this team is better than what we've seen. Right? We know it. It's a quality football team with a quality with quality coaching and the best fan base in my opinion in the world. They're just right now for the last couple of weeks for some reason not playing super complimentary football after playing very complimentary football. Oh, but Joe, you know, they need to they, they need the run game. You know, they need to be balanced on offense. They need they need the run game to open up the pass. They didn't need to the run game to open up the pass before. Before, when we would have conversations about the run game, it was like they need the run game in case teams can cue in or or, or key in and stop or make it difficult for the Bills to pass the ball. Play action is important. It's been great to see it come back, but there's a difference between action. And reliance, and this offense seems to be pushing more towards reliance on the run game versus action of the run game to put the defense on its heels. At the end of the day, offensive woes be what they are. They've got to get it fixed. And we have to wonder and ask ourselves, are we confident, right? Are we confident that they can? I'm not saying that they can't. I, I would tell you that we've got a pretty good stretch of games coming up to put us in a situation to figure some of this crap out, this being one of them. They just need to get some things fixed, and I think they know that. So, Victory Monday, big dubs. Story of this football game, short and sweet. Uh, the story of this football game where I kind of was like, oh, my gosh, this is where we are. <laughs> <laughs> that that that's where this game is going to go and that doesn't mean that I didn't have hope in the second half that things were going to turn but for me the story of this football game was it's 6 to nothing Josh Allen just threw an interception it was a tipped ball it wasn't necessarily his fault Dawson Knox was wide open if Josh gets that ball to him or if the ball makes it to Dawson Knox Dawson is still running nobody has still caught him whatever, nine hours later uh, or 10 hours later. But the ball got tipped, got intercepted. The Giants are marching down the field. They get to whatever, inside the five to the one or two yard line. And they basically run out of time. They are out of timeouts. And for some stupid reason, they ran they ran the football. And which actually goes back to why didn't they run the football on the last play? Saquon Barkley is on your football team. Run the football instead of that weird pass to Darren Waller. But it is what it is. Um, and upon time running out on them, like 
the defense was celebrating like they just won the football game. And it's like, uh, know the situation. It's six to nothing. This probably isn't the time to like throw your helmet off and run towards the tunnel, you know, with your arms wide out, like you're flying like a jet down the field. Like this isn't that moment. I was just like, really? This is where we are. <laughs> this is this is the moment. So that to me just kind of set up the whole game that this was going to be a, a, a continuation of an ugly fight uh, for the next 30 minutes coming out of the tunnel. And it kind of was, it kind of was, but you know, this is where we are, right? So we, we've got a team that is as much as we had celebrated and I had celebrated that they were beginning to find themselves and probably had, they're probably still doing some research, taking some notes and trying to figure out what works for them. Uh, but that's effectively, you know, where I'm at on that. So stats for this football game. Uh, and I appreciate all of you guys listening to me banter on and, uh, it's it's always weird when I have to beat them up over a win. I, it's just strange, but it is what it is. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity. But giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's Insight Assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Josh Allen in this football game from a stat standpoint, 19 to 30, I think it's like 63% for 169 yards, two touchdowns and an interception. Uh, James Cook, 14 for 71 yards, averaging 5.1 at one point. I think he was averaging 6.9. James Cook low key had a pretty good game. And uh, in, in, like he showed up, he flashed at times in this game. Latavius Murray was in this football game uh, a lot. So that clearly was something that the Bills saw and wanted to exploit. Uh, 12 uh, carries for 45 yards. He was effective at times. Josh Allen, two for 11. Uh, one was a big run that I feel like they accepted a penalty on, even though Josh got the first down again, I, it happened fast. Josh ran out to his right, took off, got the first down. There was a, uh, I think it was a defensive holding call or something like that. And they said, you know, first down, whatever I, I missed that moment, but I don't know if, if Josh actually had three carries for more yards or if that two for 11 is effectively what it is. But regardless, Damian Harris, who went off on a stretcher in the ambulance prayers for Damian. I heard he's okay. Uh, was one for one uh, receiving Stefan Diggs, 10 receptions for a hundred yards. Uh, that's a 10 yard average. I'm good at math. 
Actually, I'm just reading it off the website here. That was a joke. Gabe Davis, three for 21, had some good grabs early in this game, and then effectively the Bills just stopped targeting him. Dawson Knox with three of 17. Quentin Morris had a wonderful touchdown grab in this football game. That one catch he had for 15 yards. And then uh, Khalil Shakir had the nice run uh, down the right side, one for 13 yards. And then Deontay Hardy had the one catch for three yards in the touchdown, which was very, very well-designed play. Uh, the New York football giants, Tyrod Taylor, you know what? Tyrod Taylor looked like Tyrod Taylor. He looked like uh, Tyrod Taylor that has lost his legs from six or seven years ago when he was one of the most dangerous runners in the NFL, which frankly, I'm glad because if he had had that aspect of his game still today, last night, we might be having a different conversation, even more different, more difficult conversation. But he was 24, 36 for 200 yards, zero touchdowns, zero interceptions, uh, dropped some pretty passes in the bucket over defenders, dropped some. There was like three of them, I think, that they were just brilliant, beautiful bucket throws straight over the defender. Uh, he had just a wonderful touch, but there were still aspects of his game. I love Tyrod Taylor. You know, Tyrod Taylor was a guy that this city embraced and he embraced us and he broke the drought. There was a lot of good conversation and memories about Tyrod this week on social media talking about that. Um, but I think watching that game against the Bills last night, you understood why the Bills drafted Josh Allen, right? There, there's no, you cannot, uh, Tyrod Taylor is not Josh Allen, period. You just leave it at that. And we, we kind of got reminded. And I think it was a good reminder, right? Because sometimes, there's still some people in their feels about Tyrod that feel like the Bills somehow did him wrong. And we didn't. He's just, he's a very talented, wonderful dude that's limited. Uh, just is what it is. Saquon Barkley, 24-93. Tyrod Taylor ran five times for 24 yards. Matt Breida, four of 13. Uh, Darius Slayton, four for 69. Wandale Robinson, eight of 62. Darren Waller, five of 43. They kind of got the ball out. I was surprised they did not use Saquon more in the past game until, I mean, they used him late. I was expecting to see a lot of Saquon, but they may have had him on not necessarily a pitch count, but kind of a pitch count, if that makes any sense. So you're going to be on the field. You're just not necessarily going to be touching the ball. You're not going to be the primary force for this offense. Uh, team stats, total yards, 317 for the Giants, 297 for the Bills, 185 passing yards for the Giants, 169 for the Bills, 132 rushing yards. A lot of that came late. Saquon had the two big runs super late in the fourth quarter. Uh, 128 for the Bills, uh, yards per play, 4.3, 5.0 for the Bills. First downs, 20 to 22, Bills win in that category. What am I looking for here? Total plays, 73 to the Bills, 59. This is the second week in a row that the Bills have gotten outplayed, that the defense has been on the field more than the offense. Second week in a row, and I think the big one on that is like time of possession, which was just about even, 31 minutes to 28 minutes, uh, but a good football game. Nonetheless, my dude awards real quick as I'm kind of working through this fast because I have a ton, as I said, of tweets to read. Uh, my my up dude, dude awards. The first I'm going to give my first dude award, believe it or not, probably to the chagrin of some Bills Mafia to Sean McDermott. I think this defense is playing well. If this defense was not playing well, if this defense was also on the struggle bus, you're not looking at a situation where the, you know, the Jaguars are held to 11 points last week in the fourth quarter. And basically, the Giants are held to nine in an entire game. The defense is doing its job. It was great to see Vaughn Miller. Actually, there was a couple rushes in that game last night where Vaughn Miller was flashing around the edge. 36 years old, second torn uh, ACL, you know, still coming off right off the injury as far as you know recovery. Uh, he looks good. 
there's just a lot to be excited about the off or the defense that Sean McDermott is putting together. Dorian Williams and Tr- Terrell Bernard looked okay. There was a couple penalties on Terrell Bernard, but that's going to happen. Uh, but there's a lot to be excited about here, and we're going to get you know I feel like more consistency from this defense as they continue to settle in. So super excited about that. They also the defensive unit as a whole got my second dude award, and then my third dude award goes to James Cook, who I feel like flashed when it mattered. Uh, I don't want to say he put the team on his back, but there was an aspect of kind of keeping that 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 energy up and keeping that kind of like emotion up, even with his little tiny first down, you know, drop the football celebrations, which I enjoy seeing. So down dude awards like, dude, we need to talk. <laughs> Ken Dorsey, you're up. <laughs> like, I don't know. I don't know what we're trying to accomplish here. I don't know what we've talked a lot about it on this show. We need rhythm. We need plays that work. We need to stop trying to outthink ourselves and outthink, you know, and get cute. You know, find what works, find what we do well, and just smash people in the mouth with it, whether it's the pass or the run. There's run plays that this team can execute well. I don't feel like we're in a situation where we need to be multiple. We used to hear that word over the last couple of years. The Bills want to be multiple so they can play different defenses in different ways uh, offensively. Just line up. You've got an okay offensive line for the first time in four years. Just line up and smash people in the mouth if you're going to run the ball. And if you're going to throw the ball, for God's sakes, scheme people open and give Josh throws that he likes because Josh seems to be struggling with some of the concepts he's looking at. Not that he can't do them. They just don't seem like concepts he's overly comfortable with. And I feel like I can confidently say that because we've seen Josh comfortable with schematic throws and like route patterns and stuff like that where he has just basically ripped teams to shreds. And it just doesn't, it's coming hard when we've watched it come easy. So Ken Dorsey, get in the lab, do your thing, figure it out and get, and be better, right? Otherwise we might have to bar ways anyway. And then the, uh, the other down dude award, I gave a, an up award to the defensive unit the down dude award is going to go to the offensive unit. And the last one to Tyler Bass. I don't know what, I don't, I don't know what was going on with Tyler Bass in this football game. Straight up to the punting the ball from our own thirty or from the from the Giants thirty eight yard line. The the Giant the Bills from the thirty eight yard line and the Bills punted the ball. It's like that's a 54, 55 yard field goal. Why are we not letting Tyler Bass kick that? And then he goes off and misses the next two field goal tries. So love you, Tyler. Uh, just need you to be better. So sorry, buddy. Uh, so reading your tweets. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. To this football game, I tweeted from the overreaction Buffalo handle over at overreaction buff. Hey, Bills Mafia, the Bills just defeated the New York Giants in a nail biter. How's that win got you feeling? Reading your tweets live on the show at 8 a.m. tomorrow morning, and that's where we are right now. Matt W. at Bills for Life 725. This should be fun, by the way. This team is not clicking at all right now. Offense has started uh, with around five and three, five to five, sorry, three and outs to start each of the last two games. Definitely not looking like one of the NFL's best offenses currently. Definitely got me a bit concerned. Me too, Matt. Thank you for, thank you for being a part of the show. Bill S. at CRZY. Bill, this game was like American Sniper where Chris Kyle comes home and his blood pressure is 20, uh, 240 over 180. 
I think there was some hangover from traveling back across the pond. We're hard to stop when Alan spreads the ball around. D was great as per usual. Go Bills. That's a good tweet. Karen, uh, hashtag Go Bills, hashtag Let's Go Buffalo at Go Sabres Bills. Ugh, she says. Banged up D kept us in it. O was nowhere to be found again. Another week of questioning the offensive play calling. She's like reading my script right here. Allen is still an alien. Uh, Diggs is still him. W is a W. Hope 22 is okay. Still, hashtag go Bills while the streams land until further notice. <laughs> that was good. Thank you. I Mike 23 at I Mike uh, 2333. Good to say it. Dawson Knox is an overpaid tight end. Our defense won the game for us. Um, oh, it's so. I have opinions that are not ready to be uh, fully said out loud. I'm just going to leave it at that. So I can't necessarily disagree with you, Mike, um, but I can't agree with you necessarily either. Um, I think it's more about the way that Ken Dorsey is using these tight ends versus Dawson Knox executing or performing uh, as per his contract. Um, but I hear you. Zeus Lizard at Zeus Lizard. Got away with one. It's true. Papa Ron at Ronnie Easton. A win is a win. They all count the same in the win-loss column, but they need to figure out what's broken on this offense. Man, it's been two weeks. Like, literally two weeks. Two weeks Two weeks ago against the, Dol- against the Dolphins, we were like, let's go. And now all of a sudden, it's like something's broken. Are they tinkering too much? Are they just trying to, are they trying to, like, rework too much versus, like, you know what? Just go out there and play football. Oh, I don't know. Joseph Goho at Joe Goho. Zero stats tonight for Ed Oliver. Complete reversal from his first five games. It's like losing Daquan Jones cost the Bills two players. Well, that's just this game. So let's not necessarily put it. Yeah, I know what you're saying. Uh, Jay at Jman underscore 1912. Just to give saying poop. <laughs> he feels like poop. <laughs> My guy, Scottish Bills Mafia, Jason, who I got to meet in London, which was awesome at the uh, London Bills backers event. Uh, I think it was the, Buff- the Bills Mafia Babes uh, event uh, at Jason Scott Bills. Injuries are starting to bite, and it's going to take time for the new guys on D to earn their stripes. Knox has to catch the ball on those key situations. Dropping that. So when I talked about Josh Allen and I ranted about Josh Allen being off the mark a little bit ago, that last play of, of, of the game in that situation where Dawson Knox drops that ball, it's so easy to be like, Dawson Knox has to make that catch. He's getting paid $14 million a year to make that catch. It's true, but Josh Allen is getting paid $45 million to put that ball in a catchable place. And that's what I meant by off the mark, right? So just kind of going back to that, just with a little bit of energy. Josh Allen is an all-world alien ridiculously good football player he i don't know if he's pressing i don't know if he just there's a confidence issue which if you've ever played golf before <laughs> you know what i'm talking about when it comes to like you could be a great golfer and if you start losing confidence in your swing nothing feels right it's like what is happening dawson knox dropped that ball that would have iced the game sealed that we would not have been we'd be having a different conversation right now as dawson knox catch caught that ball but if Josh Allen put it in a better spot, he catches it really easy. Anyways, Josh did just enough, and I love the TD pass to Morris. That was a great throw. It was ridiculous. Can we please, please, please get back to more Josh under center? Appreciate you, Jason. Uh, Bills Media 716, at Bills Media 716. Great team win, exclamation point with uh, LOL emojis. Um, unreal, we escaped with that one. Offense looked much better than we uh, when we got back to the run game and play actions. It seemed like, seems like Dorsey needs to be dialed back rather than Josh. Uh, 
It's not a bad take. Uh, we'll take the win. Time to crush the Pats. Thanks for being a part of the show. Joseph Adams at Joseph Adams Boss. You have real problems with this team, but the local media will just carry the McDermott cult water. You have real, not me. So we have real, there are real problems with this team, I think is what he's saying. The local media will just carry McDermott like cult water. I don't necessarily agree. Autumn at Autumn RE underscore sports. I'm happy we won, but I'm pretty sure I lost a year of my life. <laughs> they seriously need to figure out what's up with the offense and not, uh, and now also with Bass. I think Tyler Bass is going to be fine. So kickers go through stuff like this. It just is what it is. I don't understand how we can be so dialed in for a game against Miami and then never touch that dial again. Please find the dial. <laughs> Autumn, that's, that's a great tweet. Thank you so much for being a part of the show. That was awesome. Richard R. Rush, my guy Richard R. Rush, at Richard R. Rush, too. Woof, what an ugly win, but it's still a win. Go Bills. Peace, he says, 100%. C-Dub, uh, hashtag Bills Mafia, at Chris Wells 73 I've said it time and time and again. Ugly wins are like bad sex. It doesn't matter. You still had sex. <laughs> it's a family show, Chris. <laughs> He's got a gift or a, a meme up here. The Buffalo Bills are Superman, and the New Jersey teams with a backup quarterback are the Kryptonite. So you might not be wrong. My guy Payton Carmen at Payton. Uh, he's got the uh, Han Solo in the uh, inside the Death Star in the in the jail system where he says, "We're fine. We're all fine here now. How are you?" So awkward. Yes, perfect gift. Well played, Payton. Just say no to turf at Saxa Dave. My guy from across the pond. Relieved we got the dub, but dodged a bullet there. Holding was more egregious on the free play than the one before. That's true. There was when when they called the pass interference in the last play of the game before the untimed down. I was like, that's interference, but here we are. The only positive is that they definitely aren't playing their best football too early. On to the Pats. Go Bills. Like that, Saxon Dave. Appreciate you. Chris Braun uh, at Buffalo Braun. Very lucky to win that game. Last play was a hold. Blind ref. <laughs> Hashtag go bills. Uh, Julia, the mafia babe at Julia Drade 94. I'm happy with the win, but our O-line needs to figure their crap out. Protect Josh better and figure out the Butterfinger situation. I love Dawson, but seriously, yikes. Brandy at uh, hair. I can't even H-A-R-E-M-H-E-R-D. Harem herd. Okay. It feels like. A little bit of a oh, it feels like a little bit of a panic attack. She's like, yeah, she's just like I'm uh, panicking just a little bit here. Uh, Shawnee at nothing, nothing. I you guys are killing me. No thigh register. Wow. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's early. No thigh register is the uh, is the uh, handle here. Bad. Pat's game is unknown at the moment. The Bills are going to crush. The Bills are going to dog walk the Patriots, guys. Come on. Like, let's not let's not carry these feelings of what is happening into a game that the Bills, you know, should very, I don't want to say easily win, but the Bills don't always particularly struggle necessarily against the, Patri the Patriots, and the Patriots are a bad football team. Bad football team. Christopher Osborne at Chris Osborne. Thank you for being a part of the show. A win is a win, he says, with the Chris Farley. Uh, what? gif which is well played dlava84 at dlava84 just happy they got the dub I agree Xavier Stutz at XCS713 he's got uh, the guy falling down the stairs <laughs> again this is how people feel about this win ignoramus capital management at ad kcia ccio he just says terrible terrible uh, Justin, a.k.a. Jason, at CO underscore Justin underscore L. Typical October bills under McDermott. It's not wrong. Um, I don't necessarily like the take, but you're not wrong. Go Bills uh, at, oh, Bo Bills. Or, 
Oh my gosh. Bo Gills. That's your brain reading. My brain reading what my brain thinks it says, says based on repetition. So not go bills, Bo Gills at Bo Gills underscore. He's got John C. Riley kind of doing the, what is happening? I'm like what going on here? That's funny. Good, good job. Good stuff. It's hello. I'm almost done. I've almost got them all out. Uh, at one SQ four VA. Hopefully Bass got the bad juju over with missed field goals against the giants. Trigger me. Yeah. There was a lot of, uh, wide right stuff that went out after that first one to which a lot of people were like too soon. <laughs> like people that never, people that weren't necessarily old enough to remember or alive when that game happened, which I was, uh, they were like, Oh, too soon. It's, been, it's too soon. Interesting. But, uh, Anthony at cattle dog, dad need more of this to help calm the nerves. Ugly win, but a win is a win. He's got a picture of, uh, I can't even read that. It's a bottle of whiskey or scotch rather bun, bun, a have a you Scotch drinkers can help me out with that one. James Alexander Perks at Mr. J Perks 6789. That game aged me by about 20 years. Why can't we ever just do things the easy way? Well, keep in mind the 49ers lost to the Browns and the Eagles lost to the Jets. So there's some other people having harder conversations than we're having this morning. Defense looked great considering who we lost. Uh, offense stalled again, but luckily came to life in the fourth quarter. It is currently 4.48 a.m. General Mountain Time. Sleep will prove difficult. Lucky escape. Go Bills. Appreciate you so much. Appreciate you so much. You know, he's over in Britain, by the way. Uh, I think that's great. It says GMT, but I, I'm pretty sure it's he's in London. Uh, giant uh, Brian Football, rather, at Brian Freedom 2. Got me feeling, uh, feeling it's going to be a long season filled with disappointments. The mojo has left Josh Allen. I don't agree with that. I think they just got to tweak some things. Embarrassing squeaker from a club that overthinks and overcomplicates. Yikes. Zach Jennings at Zach the Rioter. The amount of shotgun plays compared to under center is infuriating. Why do you have the beast, the bet, the beast under center just to go shotgun at the half yard line? Have a beast. Oh, I gotcha. Also, nobody should be upset about that last non-penalty with the way the Giants were not getting calls earlier. Three and one, uh, three to one shouldn't offset. Hundred percent. Mister Chevy Chase at underscore Mister Smash Adams. This was such a sick game. I'm glad we won, but holy crap, I have some serious concerns. And this makes next week's Pats game less of an easy win. Hashtag Go Bills Mafia. Again, I disagree. I think the Bills are going to have no trouble against the Patriots. Johnny O at JD77426869. 100% thought Tyrod was winning with the TD to Hodgins with Dable running on the field. That poetic justice not happening was the biggest surprise to me. Thank God. I'm going to be honest with you, Johnny. I bet Hodgins to have a touchdown in that game at plus 1,000, and I bet Hodgins to have the last touchdown uh, of the game. Uh, effectively in garbage time was my thought, but I'll be honest with you. I had those same thoughts. And then I like him sitting in the stands going, if this happens and I win this bet and the bills lose, how am I going to feel about myself? But it is what it is. Bart Goochman team has showed us who they are, uh, tonight oh, at Barty Gooch. Sorry. Uh, and last week, keep the expectations low. They'll win 11 to 12 games, but it's not a ro roster built for a deep run. I don't know. We'll see. I mean, if they if they learn to fight and win when it's not easy, that's always a recipe for great success. Nicholas Krajicic at NAK0910. Got to Just got to find a way to play our best football in December and January. I'm sick of being the best team in September and then falling off. Wins a win this time of year, though. He's absolutely right. Leon Brooks at LAntonio84. Nervous, need better play calling if the Bills want to go far in the playoffs. 100%. Buck. Melanoma at 814 underscore stick. Just play calling is questionable to say the least. 
Yep, we talked about it. And this is KCB at Ophelia AF, uh, AFL. That was too hard. That was not fun. Nonetheless, go Bills. I told you guys there was a bunch of these things. Uh, had it the whole way, Joe. Tom Workoff at Weather and Golf. Had it the whole way, Joe. And then he's got the gif or the meme of uh, being a Bills fan isn't stressful at all. Cody, age 33. <laughs> Caden, three, uh, three and two. Uh, at one underscore day 52. Surely these will all be rational and full of healthy takes. Yeah, you're right, Kate. Man, they're not. JD at Bills Fan 41. Have no voice and it's an ugly win, but a win is a win. Go Bills. Appreciate you, JD. Mr. Polly Wop at Mr. Polly Wop. Got me feeling a little bit lucky because that was 100% pass interference. Last play, more than likely, would have lost. And they, and they called it. Well, there's only so many plays from the one yard line that you're going to win, right? I uh, got a couple more for you. Carl Music at Carl uh, Music, M-U-S-I-C-K. Excellent defense. Sputtering offense. Shotgun uh, has to go in most situations. They're definitely running the shotgun a little too much. Greg Gavich at GG or G Gavich 11. Exasperated and lowering expectations. Wildcard team at best. Man, people are already off the going to win the AFC East wagon. Crazy. Wes is more at Wes underscore is underscore more underscore. He's got uh, the Danny DeVito. Nope. Didn't want to talk about it. So that's kind of where he's at on this one. Uh, Michael Mix at Adirondack Mike 7. Honestly, we deserve to lose this game. It was a shit show from the beginning to the end. And I think that may very well be the last one. Let me just refresh my screen. Because I know some of you jump in here late. Uh, I think that's it. I think that's all of them. So, ladies and gentlemen, those are your tweets. And I would like to just say that we're probably all on a very similar page, but it is Victory Monday, right? It is Victory Week. So, tomorrow will be Victory Tuesday, and then Victory Wednesday, Victory Thursday, Victory Friday, all the way up to next week's game against the New England Patriots. Shows coming up, 8 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time today, Monday, the Off Tackle with John Fina show. I get to return uh, back to the show with my good friend, John Fina. Uh, and then Wednesday, I will be on back with uh, Jay Spencer King uh, on the Humpty Hotline, also, I think, at 8 o'clock. But uh, for me, for all of Buffalo Rumblings, uh, for Trish, uh, appreciate you guys. You know, uh, you have been tuned into the Overreaction Buffalo Sports Show on the Buffalo Rumblings Vidcast Network, brought to you by the Market Dominator. I appreciate you guys. I love you guys. Enjoy your Monday. Do your best. So we've gotten it out, right? Now we can move on with this thing. We've gotten it out. Love you guys. Talk to you soon. Talk to you tonight, 8 o'clock with John Fina. Go Bills.